Beyond the Beaded Curtain is a critical examination of the history of adult cinema. Like porno movies? Just so we're clear, we're talking about porno movies. Okay, so I'm basically here to just do one more episode uh, for my friend Randy because I appreciate the time that he put into this. So, yeah, and then I'm out. Why? What happened? Uh, somebody decided to waste my very important late afternoon, early evening. Isn't that just so typical, you know, not thinking about the time zones, just kind of centering himself in the universe? I don't even think that's what he did. Like, I think you're giving him too much credit that he actually Mm, thought about this. I don't think he was thinking. Oh, well... No, I, I totally was. Doc, Doc, um, your your mother and I have been talking, and mm-hmm. um, you cut me off. We we have some concerns, and we're worried that you're not watching enough pornography. <laughs> okay, because this is, I mean, um, it's natural for um, a young man mm-hmm. your age. Yeah. To, um, you know, do other things like maybe play a video game or go outside. You can't let that come at the expense of watching hardcore pornographic films. I'm sorry. I'll... So you're not angry with me. You're disappointed is what you're saying. Mm. A little column A, a little column B. So Randy, I just... I hmm. really... I'm really uncomfortable with the way you're trying to turn this into a joke. Um, <laughs> oh like, it's, okay. I'm, yeah. I mean, this is so typical. Like, of course, my time means less than everyone else's time. Look, of course. you know what? Then you guys spend 15 hours a week editing this fucking dumb show then. You fucking. Oh, so it's a dumb show now. Yeah, it's a dumb yeah. show. All right. It's supposed to be a dumb show. Glad, glad, glad I know how you finally feel. Yeah. All these shows are dumb. (sighs) Did you hear that, Randy? I did hear that. And I'm fine with him putting down my contributions. (laughs) um, But to sort sort of denigrate our entire industry, you know. I know. Our peers, our podcasting peers, our podcasting equals. Oh, my God. In popularity. Our family. Our podcasting our podcast family. Family. Yeah. The yeah. network that we're on. All of our associated. Yeah. Why are you interrupting, Randy? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. This is. I really feel bad now. I guess it, it worked. Your little your mischievous plan worked. Uh, Monday. Do you think it was yes, Randy? Do you think it was cruel of us to um to carefully mislead Doc so that he would start watching the movie at precisely the time we had arranged to record our podcast about that yeah. same movie? I feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was quite. Quite yeah. a prank we pulled mm-hmm. on our old chum. Yeah, who knew time moves in one direction <sighs> as humans experience it? Mm-hmm. Quite a little, quite a little yep. joke we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
quite a jest. Yeah, well, whatever. Mm. I guess you guys aren't familiar with Xeno's paradox or whatever. Xeno's porn paradox. Mm. Xeno's porn paradox? No, go ahead. Tell me about that. If you take a point between where you are and somewhere you want to be, mm-hmm. point A and point B, mm-hmm. and you have that, it takes a certain amount of time to get halfway there. Now, if you have that, it takes a certain amount of time to get there and there. Keep having it, and infinitesimally, it'll approach the point where you can't actually move half of a, of a, of a bit of distance. So you're, you're basically stuck where you are no matter what. And that's what happened here. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So, so you're saying you didn't watch I it? I watched it. All right, then. Are you ready to take the pop quiz? Oh, man. Okay. I had a tough time with this one, but yeah, I guess so. Well, should we... Sorry, not to not, not, not to interrupt or disrespect your time Monday. Thank you, Randy. But um, do you think perhaps this quiz will make more sense if we go ahead and do a little bit of uh, uh, more introdu- introductions for the show and the movie okay. and so on? You know what? That's so insightful. Thank yeah, you. let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. So, uh, hello, and welcome to another episode of Beyond <laughs> the Beaded Curtain. Each week, we visit our neighborhood VHS rental store and select a classic of adult cinema from the dirty section in the back of the store and rent it. And then we watch it. Maybe we watch Half the Night Before. Maybe we watch the rest of the episode the next day, uh, right when we're supposed to be talking about it, rather than watching it on time. I don't have to take this kind of abuse. This is this is uncalled for. Abuse, he says. This Mm, is abusive, emotionally abusive behavior. So I'm sorry. Let me just take that again. (laughs) Oh yeah, please. Just so we get a clean take. Yeah. um, Thank you, Randy. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Beaded Curtain. This is a uh, porno podcast. Um, it's about pornos. Um, there you go. Uh, that's it. Porno podcast. Uh, my name is Randy Chardonnay. I am Monday Blue. I guess I'm Dr. Randolph Randy Sounder, I guess. Great. So for this, uh, this week's episode, we're talking about a film called Outlaw Ladies from 1981. Outlaw Ladies. There's, if there's one thing I can say about this film, it's that everyone listening should go ahead and watch the credits. I'm not. I'm. I'll hold off on my my full uh, endorsement on whether I think you should watch the rest of the movie. But I think it's fair to say everyone should watch the title sequence and listen to the song. Is that fair? Absolutely. I think it's time for the quiz. Yeah. All right. 20 seconds for each question. I will not repeat. Yeah. Number one. Who is in more than one sex scene? Tara Patrick. Number two. Two satin negligees appear in this film. They are both the same color. What color are they? Sort of a salmon fleshy color. Number three. 
Does the lady lawyer answer the phone ever? And if so, in what context? She answers the phone um, when her husband is interrupting her while she's getting um, fucked in the ass. Um, and he's asking her uh, where something in the, in the refrigerator is. And it's behind the cheese, I believe. The thing he's searching for. Number four. Who is the lady getting her portrait done? No idea. Some some lady uh, from like Victorian Victorian England, I guess, where they're still getting a sort of uh, artistic portraiture rendering, and they're sitting very still for hours and hours on end. Um, don't know who she is, but uh, the artist guy ends up uh, screwing her later in the film. That's for sure. Hmm. What do you think, Randy? Hmm. Well. So you know what that sounds like? Hmm. That sounds like someone who watched 30 minutes of the film the night before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what this sounds exactly. like. So, what, I think in, in Doc's defense, um, Outlaw Ladies 1981 is a complicated tapestry of a film. And it, uh, it's something that really requires concentrated viewing it really does in order to uh follow all the nuance and and notice all the um the pieces as they're being woven together it kind of reminds me of a of a great novel truly yeah as much like a dickensian like a dickensian or Mm -hmm. i don't know um hmm, yeah dickensian or or maybe like um like my favorite novel infinite jest i don't know if Either oh, of you have ever yeah, read, it is a lot like that. Read that. No. Um, yeah, I never yeah. read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. use well, it um, to kill cockroaches. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, it's good for that. Yeah, it's 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 really, really thick with pages. And that's the kind of book I like. Can I can I just do my synopsis? Uh, oh, I thought we were without... going to talk about the quiz results for a moment. Okay, um, let's talk um, about that. Let's talk about that. Um, uh, for question one, mm-hmm. uh, Doc said uh, Tara Patrick, which is completely wrong. Mm. Um, she's not in this movie. Um, yeah. Not even. Um, and then let's Although see. Although she is a babe. Oh, yeah. Sure. So partial credit. Um, mm-hmm. For Let's see. The f- second question was about a negligee color. Yeah. Come on. I right? nailed that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sure. Kind um, of. Sure. Third question. What was the third question? Was that the telephone? Yeah. Yes, of I, course. That's the one he gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought what? his um, phrasing was maybe a little bit um, sure. Well, could have could have been more nicer. Concise, yes. Could have been more I agreed. Yes. Oh no, none. Something wrong with your concision. Just a, maybe a little bit disrespectful oh. to the the um, the 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 uh, the tender lovemaking that was happening on screen. Um, and then let's see. Um, what was the? F- I'm sorry. What oh, was the one he the, completely bombed? The yes. portrait question. Yes, completely bombed the portrait question. Um, and was that the final question? Yep. Yep, uh, completely bombed that one. But that's um, that that that's 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 okay. We'll we'll pick up those threads um, as we uh, go scene by scene through outlaw ladies. Well, then who was she then? Oh, that was Samantha. Samantha Fox. Fox. Oh, you mean that? Oh, Evelyn. the actress. I see. Yeah, and um, she does not, in fact. Um, spend any further time with the portrait artist later. Oh, in the it's film. another guy. Someone else entirely. Mm, well, hard yeah. to tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
it's just more for yeah. for Doc's benefit I'm than just, anything else. Sorry, I'm just like appalled at his like brazen. Yeah. All right. Let's just go on. Yeah. So I think no Doc shame. Can, he has no shame. No, I do not. No, I, I think that uh, folks who maybe chose not to watch this film. <laughs> Um, or folks who maybe broke the film up in half, watched it <laughs> different times, didn't really follow it. They could really, uh, they really enjoy uh, one of your excellent synopses, Monday. Outlaw Ladies explores the interiority of women who seem to have figured it all out. Whether it's finding a workaholic husband who provides a perfectly appointed home, or securing a highly competitive job in the old boys club, or becoming a sex symbol and role model for younger generations. In public, these women want for nothing, yet under polite masks, their private selves are horny, reckless, and deliciously deviant. Through overlapping vignettes, Outlaw Ladies offers a kaleidoscopic view of the many ways in which we relate to power as joy and pain both in and out of the bed. Hmm, that was helpful. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I kind of understand the, the movie better. Yeah. Oh, good. Feels as, as though I've watched it twice now. <sighs> I think we'll just... Um, yeah, we'll let's just... We'll just move on. And yeah. Let's just move on. Yeah. So it's not not contributing anything. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering how you all wanted to go about discussing this. Um, the beginning sequences um, feature a lot of um, back and forth cuts between um, various groups of characters, um, which kind of uh, make it look much more like a sort of um, a more traditional drama than an adult film, at mm-hmm. least in the, in the early going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it might be easier just for the sake of keeping all the threads clear, just to uh, sort of talk about the discrete groups, discrete pairings, or what do you call it when there's three people? It's not a pairing, it's um, a thruple. A thruple, oh. yeah, the pairings mm-hmm. and thruplings. Um, kind of um, take those five pairings and thruplings and discuss them one at a time. What do you think? Yeah. The visual aesthetics of this film were so mm. amazing. Please go yeah, into that. Uh, the hair, the makeup, mm-hmm. the wardrobe, very dynasty, very 80s. Um, mm-hmm. The shoulder lines, the hair rollers, the the satin uh, underwear, the, the grapefruit half for breakfast, the soft-boiled egg, oh, the egg God. cup for your soft-boiled egg. Those? The Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. the thick plasticky creamer for your coffee. Like, yes, I. It's not just a porn uh, set in the eighties. It is porn of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, and it's a it's a much more uh, it's a much more fully fleshed out world than most mm-hmm. of the movies we tend to watch. Yeah, and so this is a movie that features. Actual background artists, actual extras, actual yes. sets, actual kind of, ferns, um, and mm-hmm. even the ferns. ferns were very eighties. Like yeah, they're like yes. hanging in little had, uh, mesh uh, hammock yeah. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they—it's like they had shoulder pads on the 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 ferns. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is seemingly the it. most like uh, generic, like in quotes, porny looking porn I think that we've seen so far. Like if someone just mentioned like a, a vintage porn, this is like what you would mm-hmm. imagine. It's yeah, soft true. focus and grimy and yeah, it's yeah. But it uh, it it does. Um, feel much feel just i don't know kind of classier mm-hmm. to me to to have characters introduced have people on set and to not necessarily know who's actually going to take their clothes off mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i kind of appreciate that that tension <laughs> where it's not like you see somebody step in frame and you and you naturally think well um in it's like you're flipping over the um the egg timer and uh, and by the time it gets to the end that person will absolutely have taken off all their clothes Instead, this is a movie where they're like, you know, when there's a scene in a bar, it's a full bar of people who are just there for that scene. Yeah, mm. and the uh, and true. the sex never happens in that bar. Uh, it moves on to another right. <laughs> another location. It's like, <laughs> what in the hell? Right. So yeah, some multiple sets introduced where no mm-hmm. one has sex, which very very that, rare. Yes, for these films. That's so true. So, um, sh- should we go ahead? Um, should we start with the opening scene or should we start with the opening sex scene? How sex do you want to? Okay. Yeah. So there we, we pan, we move back and forth through a number of different groups of characters. Um, but we're going to fast forward a little bit and this, this takes a few minutes to get to uh, our first, uh, first sex scene. And that starts at a pretty, pretty um, sort of bland uh, suburban tea party kind of situation yeah. is, uh, is taking place. Uh, a couple of ladies talking about uh, the price of college and just um, kind of um, boring financial concerns mm-hmm. uh, when it becomes, <laughs> becomes clear rather abruptly um, that uh, they've got a, they got a, they got a boy in the background um, mm-hmm. and who's there exclusively for their pleasure. Yeah, what is a boy toy? Yeah, is mm-hmm. that a, mm-hmm. a male prostitute that they hired, or is this a grounds person? Who, who, where did he come from? I think that's open to interpretation. Okay. Well, there's yeah. there's a reference. Um, one of them says that he goes to the right school, and so I think the I think maybe the script department and the casting department were quite on the same page on this <laughs> one, because <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Um, this does not look like the sort of aw shucks. Uh, a uh, college boy um, uh, that the ladies seem to be talking about. He's yeah, he's a, he looks like a 1981 porn guy. You know, he's got the porn mm-hmm. mustache and tattoos and stuff. Yeah, community and, vocational school, maybe. Yeah, could yeah. be. Yeah, continuing education, yeah, elderly man. <laughs> yeah, um, Monday. That's do you, maybe uh, a little. You know, a little, yeah. little elitist, don't you think? But um, I guess we'll a talk about that lot. with them yeah. later Open on. To... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, uh, this um, a really th- a thing that I really enjoy about the scene is that um, the way when it's starting out, they're like having this totally like unsexy conversation, and then it makes this hard turn where one of the two <laughs> ladies says, "I want to use the dildo, the vibrating dildo." And then her friend is like, mm, 
Mm, uh, <laughs> kind of like really like like already and it just it kind of feels like what's happening in the movie too where it's yeah. it, where it's it's almost like is the audience ready we're just take, drinking tea and dildos already yeah i love i love that friend barbara yeah, that was like the best friend i guess you could ever have really yeah Cause... she was giving me like mary poppins vibes <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so the blonde, who was giving me Katie Couric vibes? I don't know. Anyone oh. else? Yeah, I could see that. Wait, I've hold on, hold on. That. So, this, this scene. <laughs> yeah. So, so this scene, the two ladies in the scene um, mm-hmm. are, uh, let me go to their names. So, Barbara, played by uh-huh. Jody Maxwell. Uh, is paired with is she's the sort of she's the friend character she's hosting the tea party um and she's uh doesn't participate much in the scene but she's the one um monday who was giving you uh, mary poppins vibes yeah interesting yeah so when katie couric starts uh getting it on with the guy she she tells barbara to bring over the dildo and then Mm -hmm. to like put lube on it and then also to put it in her ass and Barbara is the best friend ever to just go along with it. Uh, She's like, okay. And then meanwhile, she's making out with a towel. Oh yeah. Um, She's like licking a towel while her friend gets to enjoy like a human being in the flesh. She is okay with just a towel. Um, but see, I, best friend ever. I, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that um, that Mary Poppins part because the, uh, the 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 main performer in the scene, Julia Anderson, she both has a stage name that's meant to evoke Julie Andrews, <laughs> oh, right. and looks like Julie yeah. Andrews. Like she's got like a like a like a kind of like you know like a post Mary Poppins Julie Andrews uh-huh. haircut. You know, like the shorter haircut. Yeah, she was. Full on, just like she's going for it so um, hard. The and blonde. The, and, oh yeah, yeah. She's, I see. Yeah, I, she's, all I saw was Katie Couric. Oh, uh, what do you what do you think there? Yeah, Doc? she was um, throwing out directives uh, left and right, commanding everyone yeah. in the room mm-hmm. while her friend was, mm-hmm. from what I could tell, like you said, fashioning the towel into the shape of a vagina and sort of licking it as though it were one. Yeah. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, I think we need to add this um, this dildo here to our pantheon of world's worst dildos. <laughs> this is, um, yes. I'm trying to figure out how exactly to describe this thing. I think it's... It looks, yeah, it looks like a, like a hair wand. Yeah, or like hmm. a roto-rooter or one of those things that you like. <laughs> yes. You know, one of those screwdrivers that has like the, the sort of curving <laughs> telescopic bit that you can get around corners. But uh, oh, but it's a vibrator, <laughs> and you put it in your ass. Apparently, it's very gross. I think it could also curl your hair. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would. It it just it's extremely hardware store. Yeah, like it's it just feels like a it's like a um sort of uh a a, a specialized tool maybe <laughs> for like applying glue yeah. or uh, I I don't yeah it's it's it's. The, uh, would you would anyone go ahead and say it's the worst looking sex toy we've seen in one of these movies, or is anything uh, else gonna? I mean, um, it's up there with the finger the, dildo. The finger dildo. <laughs> thank you. It's, yeah. 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 And, Finally, you said something useful. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's neck and neck with the finger dildo. But uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I just wondering. We should really have. Yeah, we got like a hall of shame going image. for bad sex toys. Yeah. Of like neck and neck dildos. Yeah, <laughs> just you open your drawer and there they are: the finger dildo and this fucking rotor rooter dildo. Which do I want tonight? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm looking forward to when we're big enough that we can have like a BuzzFeed list. But, you know, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, the, the worst dildos from Beyond the Beaded Curtain. It's really going to be sad yeah, when like, we truly are the authorities, the world's authorities on the worst dildos in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, that's fine. Some... Yeah, I'll celebrate that day. Yeah, I won't be too. sad about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and BuzzFeed, if you want to want help with that list, go ahead. Um, hit us up at DirtyVHS <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Share with you. Our uh, least favorite sex toys. <laughs> yeah, so I, this this scene was a little had, had kind of two things that were set it apart from, in my mind, from any other scene that we've uh, that we've we've covered in one of these movies. Mm-hmm. One was just the the main dynamic um, with um, uh, Julia Anderson. There comes across as not necessarily all that much older than um, than the the guy they picked up. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's definitely in command of the scene and she's yeah. taking on a kind of um, almost like teacher role that we certainly see regular, fairly regularly with like um, movies where it's like a man telling a woman about sex while it's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's um, um, nice to see that reversed. Yeah. Um, and I the other other thing going on, the kind of like um, uh, her friend there is just she, Yes, she's kind of kissing a towel at the end of the scene, but for the most part, she's just drinking tea yeah. and yeah. watching. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah, I'm. I thought that's great. That just so it just really adds a kind of weirdness and um, strange energy to the to the this this the scene that there's a, yeah. a kind of a character who's not really partaking. Which is how I often watch these films, like. I'm just drinking my tea and then making out with my towel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I felt seen, you know, for the first oh. time. Mm-hmm. Relatable. Good. Oh, man. So we will see. Uh, well, ne- that guy we're never going to see again. Um, nope. He's really the sort one of. One and done. Um, one and done, yeah. And he's a fair. He's his. His uh, performance is fairly passive. It's really all about Julia Anderson. Ron Hood is just kind of kind of hanging out there. Um, we will see um, the friend Barbara, played by Jody Maxwell, later on. Mm-hmm. Um, the next sex scene. Mm. Go for uh, it. Features my favorite actor in this film. Ooh. Marlene Willoughby, who plays Miss Cassie. Uh, she's the sort of uh, feminist uh, Southern Gothic uh, lingerie model. Yes, mm-hmm. I loved her so much. She was giving me like Stephanie Germanotta vibes. Mm, who is that? <sighs> Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, she did look similar to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I loved her. I could have. Yeah, I wish I could see more films with her. Can we see more films with her? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that um, uh, the the doc uh, called her a feminist. I sort of got kind of explicitly the opposite vibe from her her public persona. Mm. Um, 
I, I, I thought she had sort of a, like a, like maybe almost like an, an, an Anita Bryant, um, kind of, kind of thing being this kind of like, um, conservative, uh, like a conservative who's like also a bit of a sex icon because she's a lingerie model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the southern accent was kind of kind of forced and and comical, and that was <laughs> kind that of. was kind of what I thought it was like the the fact that she's um, that men are paying um, some amount, presumably not that much, uh, to have sex with her on the side was kind of uh, kind of to to bump up against that kind of conservative icon kind of angle. Yeah, that she's got. it's it's mm-hmm. weird because the audio interview that's playing does kind of prop her up as a feminist. Um, I don't know. I think the scene was actually engaging with the debates going on in real time in the early 1980s of second wave feminism, Mm -hmm. where pornography was very much the point of contention. Um, And I, I thought they were just making fun of the whole thing really eloquently, just through her character. Because you hear her in the interview saying... Yes, um, I am modeling all the sexy stuff, but at the same time, I'm saving myself, whatever that means, for my husband. And, you know, applause, applause, applause. That's great. And then we cut right to her um, defying or kind of embodying all those contradictory social expectations because we see her making some extra money on the side by fucking the uncle of Chris Catan and eating his booty <laughs> like groceries. I loved well, it. Yeah. But doesn't she end up uh, in that scene? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure you will. Um, doesn't actually fuck him though. Just ends up taunting him and never. She does. She, she does fuck him. Mm-hmm. I thought that she ends just uh, taunting him. Like she, she puts her lingerie like in her vagina and mm-hmm. sort of like brushes mm-hmm. his dick with it. Which is strange. And um, then they. Hey, hey, th- mm-hmm. hey, sorry, Monday. Yeah. Do Do you think that Doc watched this movie? No. Okay. But I mean, does he ever watch any of them? No. That's fair. Yeah. No, they definitely the fuck. Uh, they definitely, definitely <sighs> fuck. And so, I'm yeah. s- it's um, so great that I get to edit this because I'm gonna put so many different asides uh, in here, sort of mm. correcting <laughs> things and taking you guys down a peg. I look, it's gonna be good. I look forward to hearing it. Um, yeah. So no, but there is a whole like uh, lingerie thing happening where like. Uh, uh, our, the model is sort of commenting on the quality of the lingerie yeah. while oh, she's uh, know, rubbing him with it and stuff. Because she's she's a businesswoman, you know. She's yeah, driving up revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my, yeah. uh, my favorite part of the scene was the constant cuts to this schlubby guy standing next to a wooden ladder wearing a Maxell brand T-shirt. Um, mm. Oh, back in the when she's modeling yes. earlier, yeah. it, like yeah. every five seconds, it cuts back to him. And it just, it just reminded me of, uh, of Max L VHS tapes, you know? And so I got a little nostalgic mm-hmm. uh, in general. Yeah. I, I like this movie because I feel like uh, it's that's the first time I really felt like I was represented in one of these yeah, films. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> that's um, a male perspective. the guy who probably, yeah, that's the guy in the background <laughs> in the, like, in the, the Max L t-shirt um, watching. Trying and, desperately not to be seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the the tech guy who's just has nothing to do with anything, but is there for some reason. It's totally while, while feminism I, continues unabated. 
Yeah, yeah. As and then like the way she's eating his ass, he's just he's just leaning over and taking it. He's not into it at all. And I even I kind of physically leaned away from the screen <laughs> that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then she puts her panties over his dick to blow him through it. So I guess for all the panty fetishists out there, this is an incredible scene for you. Mm. Um, and then, you know, the the activities escalate and she says to him, stick your tongue in my pussy like I stuck mine in your ass. <laughs> And he's yeah. he's kind of moaning like, uh, no, do I have to? Like, oh, yeah. I knew this would happen. This is why I didn't like it when you did that because I knew this was gonna come. <laughs> yeah. And what are you paying then, for then, um, my dude? Why'd you even do this? Yeah. And then he, uh, so she rides him, but she keeps the panties on his dick so that it's like this. It's like kissing your bride through the veil. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's- that's poetic. I like that. <laughs> and as, but also, as, yeah, as you've mentioned, she keeps commenting like your fucking top quality lingerie, sir. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a bad Southern accent. At the beginning of that scene, um, it kind of gives the vibe that like, uh, perhaps this fellow has never, um, been with a true professional before. Didn't mm-hmm. seem quite comfortable in this environment. Um, and cause he says something like, oh, I understand your rates are quite reasonable, which is just, that's such a weird, that's such a weird thing to say yeah. when you're paying for sex and not yeah, like, what um, way paying. to make a girl feel wanted. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you don't yeah, get yeah, to negotiate yeah. those terms really anyway. Like, mm-hmm. Well, especially she, she was just like, sure, whatever. Like, um, she, she says she would, she says, I'd give it away for nothing. Um, if it weren't for Wilma, um, and that's, you know, what are the, <laughs> there are some, there are some, some, some problematic things going on in this film. Yes. Um, yeah. and one of them is, uh, is, uh, um, Marlene's, um, uh, uh, help. Um, mm. This is very, oh, you know, yeah. it's very much like this kind of like like southern thing where, where it's like, oh yeah, of course she has a black maid housekeeper, mm-hmm. and it just is is not terribly. It was just like a shadow in the background, opening curtains, closing curtains, just... bringing OJ. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I thought maybe like things were gonna get get weird. Because because before the sex scene, she's like in this crazy bubble bath, um, uh, the and is, says Wilma, I'm ready, and oh. like okay, things are gonna get wild, yeah. um, but then in, they don't. Um, her her <laughs> housekeeper just comes in and holds up this big towel for her, and yeah. I did want to ask. Which, um, I mean, um, yeah, go ahead. you folks. Yeah, um, I don't take a lot of bubble baths. I don't have mm. a bathtub in in, mm-hmm. in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I know what you're going to ask, ask it. Okay, when um, when when you're taking a bubble bath, mm-hmm. how many of the suds do you like to kind mm. of wear outside yeah. of the bathtub and then wipe off on your towel? Is it a lot? Mm-hmm. Is it all the suds or none of the suds all or the somewhere suds. in between? All, all the suds. I sort of fashion That's the like best a part. Like a bikini for myself of suds. And I could <laughs> go look at myself in the mirror and feel like a lady for a little bit. And then I then I wash them for off. For a little bit? Just for a little bit. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, that was a pretty disappointing uh, hot tub or bathtub scene because that's the first time we've ever seen a bathtub with a lady in it. And it was only one lady in it. Like, they're not. <laughs> they're doing it wrong. <laughs> Have they not seen these other no, movies? I. Okay, that's the best part about a bath, though, is that you're alone with your suds, and then you just step out, and you don't you don't wash anything off. You just wrap the suds in you. Mm. Um, with a towel, with the help of a towel. Mm, I see. No, no one else. No, okay. But I'll try. Well, that's that. why I'll I asked because it. I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wanted to know what mm-hmm. the sort of tradition was for bubble I baths. I think. I think the implication, the subtext, is that she is so rich that um, she does not have to worry about towels. Um, so she can just use one once, and then who knows what Wilma does with it, you know? Yeah, mm. doesn't even mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. She mm-hmm. probably probably um, not even uh, uh, Cassie knows what happens to that towel. No. She just knows that there are towels when she gets out of the bath, mm-hmm. and that's all exactly. she needs to know. Mm-hmm. She probably steals towels from all the, her photo shoots like she does the lingerie. <laughs> like she just, you're not supposed to be able to take that stuff home with you. <laughs> she's an outlaw lady i guess so yeah. <laughs> does what she wants i was fun. wondering where the title came from you nailed it yeah yeah there, there it is the <laughs> only crime in the whole movie yeah. that was it <laughs> stealing stealing worst workplace item. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty what, yeah. yeah man i was really thinking this would be like uh, you know a, a bank heist thing yeah i thought some... we were gonna get oceans eight yeah i really did uh, yes oh and after so having bad. seen oceans eight yeah. i really wanted this to be a better oceans eight mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah so just yeah, like there was no outlawed activity no well let's not you know maybe we don't need to jump too far ahead we've still got three more sex scenes maybe mm-hmm. some outlaw sure, shit sure. will happen but I guess mm. just like general feminism in a in the male patriarchal hegemony is a is a criminal act itself. I guess right. Finger snaps. Mm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and this is where the Mozart is playing. Oh, good. Okay, there it was. <laughs> uh, for those of you um, who uh, are just curious and putting together yeah. um, a uh, Beyond the Beaded Curtain playlist, you might want to check out Mozart's <laughs> Concerto Number no. Twenty One in C Major. I, I just, I really enjoyed that. In the credits, they had to, they credited him as W. A. Mozart. Mm-hmm. No one has ever done that. Given him the, the initials of his first two names, that's yeah. Well, I think it blew goes, my mind. Yeah, I mean, this film is impeccable professionalism at its best. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. truly, mm-hmm. yes. Great. So, um, the scene wraps up. Um, she even gets her very, money, she pieces yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, even at the very end when she's kind of booting him out, she's getting in yeah. one last little advertisement in for mm-hmm. her lingerie. Um, yeah. Love it. Love her. And she says, "It's." she says, oh, she can't wear this anymore because it's uh, got his jizz on it. So mm-hmm. she says, it's my little <laughs> gift to you. Your own semen clinging to my panties. Good night <laughs> now. God. Get the fuck out of my uh. bedroom. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thanks, All right. Mistress, I guess. Mm-hmm. And next to the lawyer's office. So, like, I guess that lady, um, the lawyer lady walks in, confused whether she's a, a public defendant or not. <laughs> and I guess just sort of, I think, I guess save like Alien Gonzalez or something from going to jail. And um, she's very excited about that. Yeah. Topical. And they're they're fighting over, like, how billing happens in this huge firm. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, like, the other bit problematic discussion of their their client who they just freed from prison. Mm -hmm. Let's keep referring to him as that little Puerto Rican kid or whatever. It's like, (laughs) come on. Come on, guys. No no reference to, like, the case. Yeah, if we're going to talk about realism, you know. Oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very realistic for these lawyers <laughs> to be racist. <laughs> right? It is. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so uh, they're having this pretty boring discussion. Um, the, um, the the lawyer dude is trying to um, pick up on the lady lawyer. Um, she is not having it. Um, and then uh, and we, we see... Um, so the, the characters in this are Victor, um, the... And and, De- and and Deirdre, they're the two lawyers, and then Felicia is um, some sort of a legal assistant, receptionist, um, somewhere in that kind of category. Bye, Felicia. And, <laughs> and I think we should talk about how Felicia is wearing the most hilariously terrible clothes. I didn't notice at all. Oh, uh, she's wearing this like I loved all the clothes. She's wearing this crazy like flannel dress. Um, and that's not good because (laughs) it's well i mean it's supposed to kind of establish her as um because when we see her later she's kind of like you know she's taking calls from her mom and lives by herself are you flannel shaming yeah she's she's 15 years ahead of the grunge curve that's true yeah she's wearing a grunge dress yeah give her some credit yeah um uh, yes but anyway shut um, that down uh (laughs) Yeah, so um, Deirdre makes it clear that she is not going to do anything with Victor. So Victor's like, no, that's no problem. I'll just um, uh, bully somebody else into having sex with me. (laughs) Um, Instead, um, she calls over um, uh, Eddie. Eddie. Um, the the, uh, the, the, the portrait, portrait artist. artist. Yes, who yeah. we've seen briefly earlier in the movie. And uh, that leads to one of my favorite exchanges while... Um, uh, so basically, they kind of pass in the hallway, these two couples. So uh, Victor um, dragging poor Felicia away. Um, uh, oh, yeah, and, this is a good one. Too. And while um, uh, Eddie is coming to have sex with uh, Deirdre in her office, uh, and uh, Eddie meets Felicia, and he says, <laughs> Felicia, that's a funny name. And Felicia says, no, it's not. <laughs> Just like, and it's great. One of the most, yeah, it's one of the most perfect. Just like, no, but actually, just takedowns, den- denial of of premise things. Yes, like, <laughs> it's so great. Good. Yeah, yeah. So then we've got um, uh, Deirdre and Eddie. She she says that she wants to try anal. And we're supposed to gather that this is her first time, but not his. And um, but but uh, in 
up her backside, as she repeatedly know, says. She only says up her backside. Mm-hmm. Well, later on in a moment of abandon, she finally does say asshole. But yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And so they're doing it. And then her her phone starts ringing, her big 80s desk phone. And she has to answer this call. She must. Because it's probably her husband calling. And I thought that moment just captured, like, the woman's... Ugh, I felt her pain. Mm. You know? Wait, why? <laughs> just, like, just being a woman. Like, you can't ever just ha- enjoy something, right? There's always the patriarchy calling and you gotta answer. Oh, true, yeah. And... Yeah, yeah. And... Eddie's like annoyed. He's like, come on, just just let her ring. And she's like, no, it's going to be my husband. And sure enough, it is. The the big takeaway tragedy from this scene is that Eddie couldn't come in her ass because her husband called and she had to pick up. And the stress of talking to her husband made her tighten up and she couldn't keep him inside. And she explains all of this. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't know, that made me really sad. I know it was supposed to be funny, and I laughed, but at the end <laughs> of that laughter was despair. I mean, this is why we need to keep the patriarchy intact, uh, I believe, because... <laughs> Speak to that, please, Doc. <laughs> well, you see, that's why men have to, have to call their, their <laughs> wives so often, mm-hmm. is otherwise they're out um, just doing... <laughs> Doing infidelity on you, you know? They're cheating on you, buying your back all the, all the damn time. Yeah, yeah. up the backside. When you gotta Artists. keep them in control, up the backside. <laughs> she wouldn't do that with her husband, mm. as she said. No. She has, to, she has to go find a true artist to yeah. get butt sex. <laughs> yeah. Only artists would do butt sex. <laughs> uh, so... I did want I, I wanted to talk about this uh, this scene a lot. Yeah, so, you and mentioned see what you guys in the think. you know hours that we were waiting for Doc to um, be ready. Yeah, you I, mentioned, I mentioned that you wanted repeatedly. to talk about the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I want to just give a little bit of credit to where I think credit is due. Um, so the, our artist Eddie, um, played by John Leslie, um, he featured in our first episode, Farmer's Daughters, as the traveling salesman, and oh, what? I didn't. I didn't think much of him in that film. Uh-huh. Um, he had a. Um, he's got much the better. This movie's a little Will bit. Forte. No, he's the traveling salesman, the porn seller. Mm. Yeah, and he um, um, he has much better hair in this film, and mm-hmm. I would say that for the most part, uh, the in the movies we watch, um, the movies that are are uh, presuming a, a a male audience. The dudes seem just super unfuckable, basically uniformly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm. I think uh, Eddie in this film, this artist character, I think he seems fuckable. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I just miss the uh, the boys in the sand. I guess along those yeah. lines. Yeah, it's a hard act yeah. to follow. Mm-hmm. I I just think he's not totally devoid of charm. And I think he seems like, you know, especially in his intro as when he's like doing the portrait and stuff, he's like, I kind of, uh, I think he's well, he's well dressed, seems fairly plausible as an artist, even though he's, I'm sure not, probably didn't really do those, the charcoal sketch of Samantha Fox. (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of boys in the sand, one of the things in the director's commentary, um, the, the, uh, of that film, the director claims that the origins 
of the uh, you know of the uh, of the porn uh, cum shot is this notion that like people wouldn't really believe they were really watching porn and right. unless they saw someone actually ejaculate mm-hmm. that we'd be mm-hmm. watching all these like naked people smashing their bits together and be like did they really do sex I'd yeah. be really disappointed if there wasn't some sort of proof that they'd really did sex <laughs> um, yeah. but I, and I, I bring that up just because it's like why why end the scene in this way you know like this like weird it's just is that the reason that we would think that like were they really was was that dick really in her ass they, they had to come up with some conceit as to why he had to pull out and come on her back and if it were the her husband calling him or whatever they needed some reason for that to happen yeah you're right huh but it it's like yeah they it's like they're solving a non-problem Right, because if you're not going to believe that they're having intercourse anyway, what's to stop you from believing that um, the the people penetrating each other were actor, you know, a separate set of actors, and then it's just the the build actors who show up at the last minute for the cum shot. Oh yeah, good point. So if you're going to go down a rabbit hole, why not follow it? Because then, okay, because then further, you were believing it if you were jerking off to it. It was doing it's. It was doing the trick for you. Mm-hmm. Were you not? Did you start jerking off as soon as he started coming? Because that's when I you think, believed it. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. Well, I think also part of the cum shot is I think the sight of semen is supposed to be arousing. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm don't just gonna so make much, that but. controversial statement and leave that there. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We can walk away from from the puddle. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. That's certainly not. Yeah, I was sort of uh, associated it with uh, shame. (laughs) 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 Why? Eroticism. Yeah. Why? Uh, Well, I just feel like I just made a terrible mistake. (laughs) I did something bad. Uh, um, I made a mess. I should reevaluate my whole life and my priorities. Okay, that's. Yeah. That's all you. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's. That's most people. Really? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where yeah. if, if uh, listeners want to weigh in on this, um, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, hit us up on Twitter is, at is Dirty VHS. Is cum sexy or shameful? Yeah, or uh, both. Yes. I don't know. It could be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag uh, cum shame or cum sexy. <laughs> um, hit us up with either of those hashtags. Hashtag mm-hmm. team cum shame. Hashtag team cum sexy. Yes, very good. <laughs> yeah, we'll count these and report back. So, oh, and one the winning other thing. side gets a T-shirt. Yes. Okay. One other thing going on in this. Um, oh, if you have a T-shirt idea, please go ahead and <laughs> uh, and, uh, and mock up the art and send it to us yeah. for free. Uh, <laughs> one other thing in that scene is that uh, Eddie is sort of like trying to get to Felicia. Um, uh, during the scene, which I think is kind of great, uh, indicative of his whole deal, that even as he's like having this little tryst with his lawyer friend, he's like, "Hey, tell me about uh, Felicia there." Yeah, but um, uh, the lawyer lady, her butt sex is so good that he's forgotten all about Felicia and doesn't have interest in her anymore. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, speaking of Felicia, we cut back to her, back at her place where she's mm-hmm. talking to her mom on the phone while uh, that lo- other lawyer guy yeah. is feeling her up. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that scene. Uh, next scene. Isn't that the end of that scene? Isn't that the uh, only thing that happens? Randy, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> hey, honestly, I don't know. Four, I think that, How I think many I've, strikes? I, How many strikes? <laughs> no, that scene, that, that nothing happens there. Then they go to the next scene. Like, it's just, that's it. <laughs> well, there's some cross-cutting back and forth because this is an, an artful film. Oh, um, yeah, the bar scene is overcut or something. Um, right? But, yeah, there's a whole... Um, there's a whole sequence there, a sort of unpleasant um, sex happening um, between Felicia and Victor. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Who I would, again? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Victor is the White lawyer. mediocrity. The, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, Victor is no, the lawyer. No, he, tell me twice. He works with um, um, uh, Deirdre. And Felicia is, of course, um, she works at the law office as well. And when Victor struck out with Deirdre, he bullied his way into uh, Felicia's house. <laughs> How are you always picking up on the names of these people in these movies? I've like never heard a character's <laughs> name ever. It's really? just that la- the lady who does that thing and the guy from there. But that's you notice the Felicia, uh, at least. Yeah, I know Felicia. Okay. That's the only one I can That's place, great. Yeah. Um, oh, does anyone have um, a porn version of for Felicia? Uh, mm, no. no. <laughs> from the very What's first you? moment I saw her, I immediately thought of Star Trek The Next Generation's own Gates McFadden, a.k.a. Oh. Dr. Would, Beverly Crusher. Would yeah. not ever know that. That's I fine. See that. Look her up, though. That, look her up, though. That's a good call. Good call. No, don't want to look her up. Okay. I just don't want anything okay, well to don't. do with. <laughs> Can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, you're really feeling your oats today, uh, Monday. Dang. Uh, yeah, I'm a is little this, cranky. Did this movie do it to you? Oh, okay. I'm a little cranky from waiting. Okay. Is that okay? Well, Are you okay with that? That's fine. No. Yeah? I'm quite okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. I'm okay with, with um, strong female... Uh, Leads. Characters. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were going to say crankiness. I'm okay with strong female <laughs> crankiness. <laughs> um, I'd say this is the worst um, sequence in the film. Who's with me? Mm, what's this sequence? <laughs> oh, my God. The one you fast-forwarded through, so it didn't... Um, are you talking about... Because I threatened where to the leave. Guys, the guy's just feeling her up while she's on the phone? And then they have sex... Oh, I guess I fast forward to the sex. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'll talk to Monday about this. Monday, what do you think? Okay. Sure. Um, I actually don't remember it either. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. 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 Just, well. Um, well. Uh, I was trying so hard to stall okay. and like deflect <laughs> attention onto yeah. Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's try. Here's what I'll say about Throw it. Throw him um, under the bus. <laughs> Felicia. Felicia is saying a lot of things that aren't quite no. But that um, um, really feel like no. Yeah. And um, especially since this is her boss, it's a Mm -hmm. pretty skeevy scene. And also it's not well shot. And especially toward the end um, where it's poor. I mean, not to, you know, not to do my traditional thing of of body shaming all the men in all the movies. um, But But. um, Victor on top uh, in the missionary position um, toward the end oh, of I the remember. scene is yeah. not so hot. 
No. So you're, so you're saying I'm a hero and an ally <laughs> for having known that in advance and skipping it and not not seeing it? That's what and I'm I saying, sort of yes. sensed it mm-hmm. and I didn't need to see it? I'm saying that, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, thanks, Randy. Um, yeah, and there because the, the, toward the end when she when she 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 says, "Oh, please don't come on me. I'll suck your cock. I'll do this. I'll do that. Oh, I'll do I that, these other things." It just it doesn't feel yeah, like I, think I do too. <laughs> it doesn't feel like she's sort of um, you know it feels like a negotiation and it's not like a, yeah not like a like. This is the, the hot thing yeah, now what's happening. And the whole time she's like, is this okay? Are you okay? Are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was sad. Now yeah. I'm thinking about all of these, uh, these cum shots in terms of what you were saying earlier, Randy, of, hmm. of needing to justify the audience seeing the cum to believe it as real sex. Maybe it people like every just want to see cum. I guess <laughs> maybe they do. They yeah. certainly you know think that. The people making these movies certainly think it. Yeah, I mean, the more times you say it, the, the more I'm starting to believe that you're right. And I just, I want to see you come now. And I don't feel ashamed about it. I Good. just want to see you come. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yep. Great. Well, that's kind of a real real breakthrough. Yeah. Didn't take long. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, and it's kind of cutting back and forth at this point between them and this the bar sequence. That's like the last scene. Um, last major scene. Um, but at some point, um, Victor does a real like sleazy, like, oh no, we can't really do this. I'm married. We work with each other kind of, uh, oh. kind of thing. Even, oh. even as Felicia okay. is trying okay. to be like, yeah. oh yeah, we can do and more of this. And yes. And as the young girl caring for a married douche, um, there was that one moment. It was so poignant when she offers to take his trousers off. So mm. that they don't yeah, wrinkle. So that they don't wrinkle. So that they don't arouse suspicion later at home. Yeah. So oh, she God. cares more about covering his tracks than he does, and that broke my heart. Yeah, that's dark. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm, me neither. It's all. She. It feels a little bit like um. We'll get to her sort of um. The she has a little bit of a turnaround. Yeah. Um, when we see her again, um, mm-hmm. but this this feels like the sort of um, to me feels like the thematically weak link in the film just because she's the she's the of the outlaw ladies she's she's really doesn't start this on her own terms although we can uh, does kind of end things on her terms so grungy dive bar picking up some dude evelyn and barbara at it again so these are the two ladies from the first scene Mm. no (laughs) it's not samantha fox and and barbara well, oh. it's it's not the it's um it's right, they it's were not, not they Couric. have not been on screen together yet. So it's right. um it's the sort of third wheel um character in the first mm-hmm. sex scene and the lady who was getting her portrait done when we I are see. introduced to Eddie. Yeah, right. And they're mm-hmm. out on the prowl. Mm-hmm. In a fabulous fur coat, fake fur, faux fur, faux fur. Oh, faux fur. Faux yeah. fur. Yeah. And uh, some sort of. David Lynch, Twin Peaks esque uh, sort of scumbag, uh, picks up these two ladies and brings her, brings them to his apartment, which I guess is above the bar mm-hmm. because the music is still playing mm-hmm. uh, through the walls. Um, he's got a pretty terrible apartment, um, a, a single twin bed, and um, yeah, it's a filthy hovel that he's living in. But these women <laughs> tell tell him, "Do not wash." They yeah. like the uh, yeah, they're slumming it. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're slumming it totally. Yeah, I the I kind of like how the um, the process of them um, picking each other up is only really hinted at because we see the the two the right. two wealthy ladies arrive separately, and there's lots of back and forth as like people in the bar trying to figure out why they're there um and they don't have any direct conversation with this guy at all before we see them heading up the stairs uh into his apartment no it's just glances from across the bar back and forth for about five to ten minutes Mm -hmm. and then cut to uh felt the apartment yeah (laughs) and it's probably really like 35 seconds probably not five to ten minutes but (laughs) jeez yeah who could tell Yeah, um, so anybody have anything to say about this uh, scene? Uh, yeah, I liked how the ultimate transgression for these socialites was to not just be with some random one-night stand, but to, for him to not wash, as, some, as one of you pointed out. Yeah, like he goes into the shower to wash, and they call him back out, and they're like, no, 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 don't wash, we want you dirty. And... Uh, the, as they're um, blowing him, then it comes up again. It's like, oh, I think I taste that girl from downstairs that you were talking to. Did you fuck her too in this bed? It gets very unhygienic in a sexy way. Okay, there it is. Because mm-hmm. I remember from a previous episode. Yeah, let's Monday, talk about that. that. How much you enjoy people smelling stuff when you're not <laughs> present or when you are present. And uh, the ladies take a long time to sort of smell his bed linens. <laughs> And comment on that, and that sort of gets him off. But uh, I, I would also like to uh, bring it before the court um, that on multiple occasions, our yeah. Monday has talked about the need for maybe some wipes, some hand yes. washing, some before and after. You know? Yes. So, yeah. uh, so Monday, um, how do you respond to the lack of hygiene in this scene? Yeah. Um, desire. You be two minds about this scene. Desire mm. is a fickle mistress. Sure. Mm. Um, that's, that's who true. can tell? Yeah. Why one thing is compelling in one moment and then not the next? Um. Okay, I just liked it. Is that okay? <laughs> no, that's fine. fine. I liked it too. Um, I thought it was hilarious while also speaking to a truth, which I think this whole movie is doing. What truth is that? That. The more you impose rules on people, um, the more compelling it is to break out. So the more the more you define what a good proper feminist is, then the more you know. Anyone who feels oppressed by that, female or not, will will resist, and that resistance is beautiful, and funny, and erotic. Yeah. I think I think it's a Zizek quote that's uh, like there is no pleasure without transgression. Mm-hmm. So you you have to have rules to, to in order in order you need rules in order to break them, and mm-hmm. that's like er- erotic in, yeah. in some way for most people. So, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. I also liked I guess throughout the film, but especially in this scene, I think mean, a lot of people are, but I'm a sucker for a garter belt. And I think every single woman in this film is wearing a uh, yeah, very nice garter belt. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you can barely see them in this scene because I guess they just didn't have any sort of lighting at all. But uh, mm-hmm. when you could. Well, that, that nice. adds to the seediness. He can't afford sure. lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
That's the most important luxury, you know. That's the first thing you <laughs> stop doing when you lose your job or whatever. Is like, gotta yeah. gotta stop buying light bulbs. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he he even had ferns in his apartment too. I think there were a lot of ferns <laughs> in this movie. Almost yeah. it almost was the eighties. Everyone somewhere. had binoculars. Everyone had ferns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. had a perm. Everyone had garter belts. Yeah. 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 Perfect convergence of. <laughs> everything 80s porn in this mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. i um th- this is another scene where the the fella was a little bit of an accessory and uh i guess i enjoy that more than the sequences that re- like a lot a lot of the movies um that we watch the women on screen are sort of um uh interchangeable uh, just in a kind of like personality and story way, they could be anyone mm-hmm. and they're kind of immediately forgotten when, when they leave again, thinking mm-hmm. about something like thunder boobs where like there are, sure. um, two main men in the story and the women are just like totally, totally inter- interchangeable. Almost doesn't matter who's on screen in any given moment. And, uh, it's, I, I much, I much more enjoy the scenes that kind of like where the ladies have some actual personality and we're kind of following them through it rather than this, um, this barfly guy. Oh, um, is, should we get to ferns or oh, we got another scene? Or well, there's, we, there's a little bit of business to tie up, um, after oh, the yeah, scene. Yeah. Um, we can mention, um, I guess there's, so all we know, we, we do, um, revisit some of these, um, characters again. So our, our lawyer friend, Victor, that makes um, Deirdre file, fire Felicia doesn't have the uh, um, th- doesn't do it himself to, um, after mm-hmm. having sex with her like makes his um, law partner fire her and I kind of I don't know it makes me kind of worry about wonder about Deirdre a little bit because it's like she's got to know you know doesn't she she knows this guy's a sleaze yeah this seems oh, rather, yeah, yeah. So. doesn't she call um, her boss's wife and tell him that she's fucking around that he's fucking around on her yeah but that's not deirdre so oh that's not <laughs> no God, this, how do you keep these people's names straight i don't know i don't know like watch it once <laughs> there's <laughs> no way come, come on man did you really think that they were married law partners is that how you thought this went down i don't know <laughs> these people i can't tell there's so many people in this film okay. i just well I don't so, care about people's um, names so felicia gets fired um, her first phone call is um, a phone call with Eddie. So uh, things circling back, she's going to go on a date with Eddie. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Good for them, mm-hmm. those crazy kids. Oh, yeah. Then mm-hmm. she calls up Victor. Um, but instead of getting Victor on the phone, um, she gets um, uh, gets Victor's wife, who, of course, we've just um, seen um, fucking above a bar. Um, so we know that um, they're both have their own things going on um but right. um um she lets uh, victor's wife know that what victor's been up to and the last shot is a freeze frame of like felicia's like triumphant look as she's uh, cl- holding the the receiver of the phone up to her chest uh mm-hmm. looking very happy as our outlaw ladies theme comes back on Oh man, yeah, classic eighties freeze frame. I haven't seen that in a while. And the the intro of the movie is like classic eighties too. Like us, like it makes all, all these movies kind of make me think of like the one eighties um, 
um, title sequence that's really kind of burned into my mind for some reason is um, the TV show Dallas. And yeah. like I always, it's the one of the ones I always kind of think of with the like mm-hmm. little like moving, um, uh, um, it's like montage of like introducing different characters and stuff. And so it's the beginning of this is like a very 80s kind of TV show beginning. Yeah, like everyone gets like a one second like action pose. Like yeah. someone surprised them from behind and they got a gun <laughs> out. And then, uh, you know, someone else has jumped down from the rap. Like some, you know, everyone gets mm-hmm. a little little showcase. Yeah. Show off yeah. their acting. Mm-hmm. Um, any, anything, any stray thoughts on this film? Mm. Nope. <laughs> I'm tapped. Cool. Cool that we're starting to see some some repeat performances. Um, as we we're getting there, just there's a small enough number of people working in this industry that we're going to see some 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 faces again. And so it's nice to see um, Samantha Fox from uh, her name was Lisa, name was Lisa. and uh, yeah. John Leslie, who I think um, is uh, much more compelling in this movie than he was as the traveling salesman in um, Farmer's Daughters. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting for more uh, Commander Beverly to show up again. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope uh, if yeah. if we can if she's in a space movie, forget yeah. it, forget it. Yeah. We got to look for that now. Confirm. That's what we're watching next week. Sure. If you just show up on time, I'll watch anything. Yeah, if that movie exists, we'll oh, if that movie exists, we'll totally watch it. <laughs> I wish I could speak directly to the listeners, but. Oh, I'm you can above the mind that I pretend like they're not here. So. Yeah. So just a little, if, if you've all been just um, uh, confused by why uh, Monday and I have been so hostile uh, to poor Doc this whole episode, it's just because the other day Doc was bragging about how he didn't have to go to work and how he wanted to do the show real early. And oh, so, yeah, I totally forgot. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, was yeah. the whole and, impetus for this. Okay. Yeah. So basically, um, some of us got on real early, ready to start the mm-hmm. episode. And yep. we were hanging out and we're Dropped hanging out. All and our then, other plans for the mm-hmm. day. And then we hear from Doc who says, hold on. I just have to watch the movie real fast. You know, usually I, I sort of enjoy like a strong, powerful woman just like stepping on my balls. Okay. But, uh, but. I guess... You know, mentally and emotionally yeah. doesn't feel so good. Yeah. I don't I guess I don't like it as much as I thought I did, you know. Wait, Doc, can you clarify please? Um mm. so are you saying that um you enjoy the physical act of a strong woman um stomping on your balls? Um but you yes. don't uh, uh, don't enjoy a strong woman sort of metaphorically stomping on your balls? That's exactly what I'm oh, saying. I can um, do it physically too. Um, okay. I will well. once I get the right shoes for it, which you can send me at Dirty VHS, <laughs> size six, European 36. Okay. Send me shoes yes. and I will stomp on uh, anybody's balls, really. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Send Monday shoes so she can yeah. step on my balls. Yeah. So action <laughs> items for this week. Um, hashtag um, team... What is it? Team come shame and team come sexy. Um, yeah. Um, send us t-shirt ideas um, and um, send us um, ball stomping shoes. Um, I'm not sure what those look like, but. Um, they, my yeah. people know. They just know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. In the community. Yeah. That you, you know. Mm-hmm. People. I could people use some more socks too. If y'all want to send me just some regular old socks. You went through all your socks already? 
I jerked off and all my socks. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, now I need more that's, socks. That's why he was late. Yeah. That's fair. That's that's a good excuse anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's time for ratings then. Yeah. Hit it, somebody. I got to think I'm, about this. I'm really torn on this one. So let me just talk it through with you. Okay. Um, oh, so, yeah. Oh, I'm just, because I'm still sort of, in my mind, still sort of establishing um, what the rating system means to me. <laughs> and, you know, mm. and so I'm going to go ahead and, like, one is just bad. Yeah. Two, this, to me, this is between a two and a three. So a three mm-hmm. is, like, getting to good, you know, and a four is great. And um, I haven't given any fours yet. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give this three ferns, um, just because wow. I feel like um, this this movie um, just it definitely had much higher aspirations in terms of storytelling and character and uh, production values than um, most of the movies we watch. And uh, I think enough good performances to kind of kind of carry it through. Plenty of things that I didn't like very much, um, but um, this uh, I think this movie respects its audience, uh, and that's a thing that I don't always nice. feel. Nice, mm-hmm. mm. Doc. Um, I guess I'll give this one fern per unit of time that I watched it. So I give this seventy five percent of one fern. What? Also, I didn't like this movie at all, and it was very boring to me. Why? I was just a fucking slog. I did not enjoy this one at all. Okay. Sorry to say, but yeah. Wow. wow. Now I now I feel bad because I feel like maybe we were just um, uh, punishing uh, poor Doc so much that he didn't. Let us know how much he was disliking the movie as uh, as he was as it was going along. No, you really hurt my feelings, but that's fine. He liked it. Okay, I do. I do like it. Okay, I and would Monday? give. I would give this. Um, um, I could tell two another ferns, story. Two ferns. Okay. One for Randy. One for Doc, and you can shove them up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Okay. Uh, Okay. Well, thanks so much for um, listening to this episode, folks. Um, uh, We haven't decided next episode yet, but it'll be something equally or better than this, probably, or worse. But what what are you going to do? You're not watching these movies anyway. Who cares? I hope you have a great week. Thanks so much. Bye.